0: Inappropriate Earl, live on a Sunday night. Uh, Last week I did Steve Renazzisi's podcast, but because I stepped on the cord, it didn't really record. So Steve's coming Tuesday to do a dual episode, much like me and Fast Eddie If did, and it was a very popular episode, Eddie If, the Bengal Fest coming this summer. To a backyard near you. Today's uh, guest is, uh, he's an enigma in the LA comedy scene, Uh, quite possibly the most annoying. Uh, guy on the comedy scene. And I say that with much love. You know I'm from Roast Battle. Uh, He's got his own podcast that you know about because I just did it, the Loudcast, with last week's guest, Tom Whalen. And uh, he is here. Everyone knows this man. Everyone loves him. He's like the Angeline of the LA comedy scene. Everyone knows when you say, do you know the shark? They know who you're talking about. Of course, they're talking about Mark Mark Stevens,
1: thank you very much for having me. Earl. thank you. That, that's a great intro. The most annoying guy. That's
0: great. Yeah, but that's <laughs> set out of love. I mean, there's uh, it's
1: all good. Trust me. I'm like, you, like you gotta like love your hate. By the way, I talk. I love how, like, they're showing Bruins highlights as I start this damn podcast. That's great. (laughs) Or we got NHL TV going on.
0: Yeah, but I got to position the camera so it's not picking up the actual footage. It's all
1: good. It's all good. Well, it's
0: not all good because then they could sue me for, uh, you know, it's hardcore. Like, if... Should I have not have said that we were No, no. I mean, like, you could barely see. So you don't know. uh, It could be my ball hockey games on Sunday that looks like they're being filmed so and then and, and we have the Boston Bruin highlights coming up but we can't talk about them because people don't see them
1: exactly and as far as the annoying thing goes I always say I'm like I am a, I'm I'm definitely an acquired taste like it's been it's been like that with my entire life when people first meet me they, they don't know what to think or it's always on the negative side then they get to know me and then it's like hey you know what I mean like that's just how I always am I'm very that's just my personality. I'm just very loud. I'm very in your face. I'm very intense. That's just how I've always been.
0: <laughs> well, you've done the typical. Uh, you're from Boston, indeed. And uh, did you start in stand-up there, or did you just? Oh yeah. Follow the dream.
1: It, it's it's such a thing because like I've been doing it like hardcore the last four and a half like years, five almost. But like I'm 29 right now, but my first set came at 17 years old i was but i wasn't like out every night doing it like you can't say i can't say i've been doing comedy for that long but when i first started doing it i was 17 um and i had just gotten out of like a really bad home situation
0: what do you what do you mean by that uh, here's what i love about uh and i say this often with people like you who are on the podcast like you can see people uh, at the comedy store, specifically every night, you, your friends. You go out to eat at Mel's or Swingers or wherever. Uh, you know everyone knows who dates who and, and all that. Uh, but you don't know. Like I know nothing about you, even though I've known you for probably two years.
1: A little bit longer, I think. I think the first day I met you, you had the gigantic beard. You had a gi- your beard. I mean, I don't mean like a, like. I mean, this thing was gigantic or it was
0: down to your like yeah it was like brent jazz. burns for you hockey freaks
1: yeah and you were wearing a montreal canadian shirt i was i was like i was like oh why is he wearing that <laughs> why especially after they had just lost in the playoffs against him my bees i was like oh god I, like i need another reminder even out here
0: well i just love that logo it's just like
1: i, I cannot say the same i i just desp- but i mean i'm just talking about the logo like oh, yeah i mean it's cool actually i will say that the montreal canadians winter classic jerseys were really cool like both teams jerseys were really
0: cool like, like- i'm a king man through and through i was the king fan when they sucked in the 80s for the most part uh you know long before gretzky but their logos are a little weak you know it's just a king's crown or the chevrolet looking like logo uh but the canadians just that c and h are just beautiful to me
1: i mean it's it's i mean it's just a reminder just like it's like when you see it, it it I will say this as far as the Canadians go, it's very rare. And the, um, the bile that will be in my mouth saying, this is like when you see a certain mark on something, you know, it's equal with greatness. You know, they have 24 cups. When you think of hockey, you see the hat thing. You know what I mean? When you think of baseball and again, swallowing my pride here, you think of the New York Yankees, that's what it is.
0: Oh, absolutely. So when
1: you think of that, you know, you got to give credit, always give credit where credit is due. Like, you know, hate them, but Hey, you know, you don't get 27 championships. For being bad. That's not how that's not how it works.
0: all right We've got some friends in the chat. Katie uh which is uh I think Italian for big tits. hey Katie. Is there the great Jeff Myrow asking if you've ever worked with Lenny Clark? He's 29, dude. What do you think he was fucking 15? N- n- well, n- no, but um I performed at his brother's club. Thank you, Jeff, by the way, for that question.
1: I have, no, I actually I performed at his brother Mike Clark, uh ran giggles. Uh, did I put on a fundraiser there way back in the day for my uh, friend's aunt who had cancer?
0: So let's get. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But you said you uh, home situation. yes. Yeah. So, so I'll if, tell you. I'll
1: tell you. Uh, like I was living with my dad and stepmom for a while, and they just had a very, very bad relationship. It was very, very toxic, very abusive with each other. And then my dad was very abusive to me. I mean, you know, my, I mean, my dad probably like my dad probably like beat me with an inch of my life. With, I, I i can't remember i can't even really tell you you know what i mean like he's just a really you know he's just a very angry person angry himself angry in life he just he wasn't you know he wasn't a good person he wasn't i mean i haven't
0: seen him since i was
1: i don't see my old man since i was 16 years old
0: really you haven't seen him st- since i was 16. is he still alive
1: uh, as far as i know yes yes is i mean, he still
0: I, live in uh, america
1: yeah he's <laughs> um as far as and I mean, don't worry. I would know if you know he passed away because there'd probably be a bunch of legal shit I would have to deal with and stuff like that. You know, I would know that. Um, so yeah, so I got out of that, and I was just such a broken person. Like cause I was, I mean, I was going through all this shit like with my dad. It made me such like a you know, as most kids going through like an abusive home go through. It made me very weird, socially awkward. I couldn't really communicate. Like if you saw me in my first couple of years of high school, you'd be shocked. I was very quiet, kept to myself. I was just. You know, very way to, you know, really weird, didn't couldn't really connect socially with people, got made fun of a lot.
0: Well, of I don't people. know if you can now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I, kidding. I'm just kidding. Bro.
1: I mean, honestly, like my, my life kind of came full circle with a lot of things. Like, I mean, back home in Boston nowadays, I got more friends I know what to do with. All of them, like here Toronto, I lived there for a couple of years. I, um, you know, here, I've like, I mean, hey, you were at my birthday, that place was packed with to the
0: night, but everyone loves you, dude. Like, that's... and it
1: feels good because, trust me, when I like, I. Back when I did, so here's what happened. So I got out of that. It was summer, going to my junior high school, and I really had nothing else. And the one thing that that kind of gave me life was honestly just like Comedy Central presents shit. It was like my one way to like escape stuff. Like it was, and I just buried my head in comedy. Like I remember, like you know, seeing like Dane Cook and Louis C.K.'s first ever Comedy Central presents way back, you know, when, and Gabriel Iglesias, all these people that have you know become. So famous now over the years. And I know, you know, Louis, maybe not Louis is the best example now, but, wow. still, but still, you know, very, very famous comic. And I remember just burying myself in that. And I just remember how much I loved it and watched it. And I was like, you know what? I mean, I got really nothing else right now. And this is, it just gave me, it gave me some direction in life to shoot for. And I started doing it off and on because I, I did it a little bit when I was in high school. I couldn't do much in Boston because I was a kid. Um, I, my first set came at the Green Dragon. That's a bar in Boston. Jesse Cash, who she still runs that room to this day, too, which is amazing that she's been able to keep that room going for. Oh, God. It's got to be 14 years now, which is insane. I mean, like, like Mike, like what's what's a shelf life for a mic in, in in Hollywood? What maybe? Th-
0: um i mean it's tough i mean uh, that's why i often uh three
1: year, hell i helped run one for three years the store good old show up go up
0: <laughs> but that's why i always talk about roast paddle being five years running i've never seen it in 20 years of comedy i've never seen that's not a mic but like uh i say a typical shelf life for an open mic in hollywood is maybe two years for the most part yeah i mean like well, well,
1: Roast Battle, that's, I mean, that's a type of show. No, it's not, It's not like, I mean, that's not just one show at one club anymore. That's all over the place.
0: A lot of rip-offs, but it's all right. I, I'm, truth.
1: But, so, yeah, I was doing it off and on, and then I lived in Toronto for a couple of years, and I came back, um, came back to Boston around 19. I had done stand-up here and there. Maybe, like, it wasn't, like, here where I'm on stage, you know, even just with mics and I'm on stage, like, maybe, like, you know, seven, eight times a week. You know, back in but you look at I was on stage maybe once every few weeks, if that. Because I mean, back when I was, you know, like driving in Boston and stuff like that, I was a kid. I lived on the outskirts, like in North Andover, which is so it's like I wasn't doing it a lot. I like, couldn't really even count it. And then when I came back to Boston, I was more like I was just, you know, getting my second degree in college and stuff like that. And I was more like I would still do comedy here and there, but it wasn't like out here and stuff like that.
0: Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably just more opportunity out here. Oh,
1: out here! It's, I mean, apparently then, Boston's good again, from what uh, Omid and Jeremiah told me when they were out there. He, he's like, "Why did you leave?" I'm like, "Because when I left, there was almost nothing." That's why all a lot of the, us Boston comics who came out here, like me, like Tommy Rico, Jeff May, like Danielle Soto, India Pearl, all these people that just came out, and you know, and to, like, because we'd all left. It was it wasn't there wasn't much left when I was there, but apparently it's it's humming again.
0: I mean, I still think New York's the best comedy city. It's just uh, in terms of uh, a performance opportunity.
1: Well, that was a mix of when I came. This is when I first really started to come out here. I, I was doing a show at the Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. And a comic told me about someone who ran a show at the comedy store in L.A. And I had friends out here. And apparently wanted to being a bringer. wanted being, well, someone I'm not particularly. Let's just say it was an old bringer promoter that I, I'm not particularly happy. I work. Who? With. You know what? Fun. I'll say it was Crazy Cindy.
0: I'm doing her show this Friday and... uh Redondo Beach, but that's enough about me.
1: <laughs> like, I was just, you know, working... Well, I mean, I'm. Sh- is that show also a quote-unquote bringer show, or is it just like a show that she set up?
0: Um, This is a show at a restaurant. Uh, you know, she has, like... Uh, it's not a bringer show. I mean, the the comics on it are, you know, uh, some are good, some aren't. Uh, you know, so... I,
1: I have mixed feelings towards Sin, because she never really... After that, she never really had me bring people, but just the way she would run the show at the store was just...
0: Crazy Cindy, for those of you who... Like, who the hell is this person they're talking about? She's uh, basically a bringer show promoter. uh, Bringer shows in L.A., probably anywhere, really, uh, are not booked based on if you're funny or not. One of my listeners could literally... It's headline like over me
1: you pay to play
0: you don't have to be funny you just have to be able to bring f- friends or family members and uh you can you know fool people at once and then they don't come back
1: and also that really put me in the ground a lot because like when i first got out of my first year and a half like she goes oh you can just be on the show with me every friday night so i'm like oh i'm like so but now i didn't have to bring people which was cool but here's the thing i wasn't really going out or miking or doing or doing what i should have been doing the first year i was here because when i so let me put a pin in that. When I first came out here, I flew out to do the show because I thought it'd be really cool. Also, I was working with an entertainment company at the time based out of LA. And then we were, it was growing and then they wanted, and I was like, huh. And I thought about, it, cause I couldn't get like, I was only doing part-time stuff back in Boston out of my apartment for them. And I thought about it, like, at the time I was like 25, I was me 26. I'm like, you know, comedy's all I've ever really been known for because like, Back when I was in Boston, I mean, yeah, like I did. I went to school. I was also training. I was also. I did a lot of mixed martial arts back there. I, used to, I went to uh, I went to White Crew MMA uh, back in back in the day. Because
0: um, so, that's where you know Dana White is.
1: He's uh, Lo Kim, Rogan, also a Boston person. Um,
0: what think, other uh, MMA fr- uh, freelancers are from Boston? Uh, and and
1: I loved it. And in but you know as I was getting older, I'm like you know I I don't think I'm ever fight professionally. And also like. I I started doing comedy way more again because after I would got done school, I was living in the city for another year, and I was getting up and doing it more. And it was like, and I forgot. I remember I was like, you know, this is what made me me in the first place. And then, you know, I got the opportunity to go out and visit LA, and I did a, the Cindy show, and it was kind of decent at the time. But I didn't know how things worked out here. But I did that, and then I flew back, did another show because, but again, I was doing an event with my company at the time, and. It, it was like, you know what, screw it. I mean, I've got all the I've got a bunch of friends who already had li- moved out here and lived out here. I was making you know, it was like, okay, well, the biggest comedy club on earth is, you know, giving me spots or something. I'm like, well, I might as well move out here then. So
0: See, that's the mistake people make is they think doing bringer shows at the comedy store means you're in.
1: Oh, yeah. I Trust me. I learned that the very
0: hard way. I but learned, you don't know that. Like when you're like, like you just said, you thought you were getting spots at the like
1: store. I mean, the main reason I also moved was because of the company I worked for at the time. Um, however, that was also <laughs> that was a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, things happened with that, too. We were a startup, but it just never got started too much. So then I was working at a PR firm for about a good, good six months. But I, I still went out and did comedy every night. It was still cool. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm working with people and I'm doing shows at the comedy store. This is great. But then as I got here more, and then I see all the other normal comics that would hang out at the store and stuff. And then everyone started telling me like, don't, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't do those shows, especially with that promoter and yada, yada, yada. And then y- you know, I never saw any of those comics that I couldn't even tell you any of the comics that were doing those shows. that wound up being on any other shows anywhere else. And then after a while, I was like, actually, I, I think, I think Dan Nolan sat me down and he told, he goes, Mark, all those promoters are frauds. Nothing's going to come from doing those shows. And then other people told me the same thing too.
0: So, well, yeah, it's not like Adam, uh, the talent is going into crazy Cindy's show or Martin Harris's show or, uh, you know michael q show and this is the next person i'm showcasing
1: exactly you know it's like it's it's and i and i learned that the hard way also like you don't you don't want to be known as a bringer comic that's like
0: that's the kiss of death
1: oh yeah so i i it's like (laughs) i felt like i was i was like one of those people telling stories about being a being in a gang once or something like it's like you know i I got out of that life man you know what i mean so i bailed on that pretty fast and then i just started you know doing everything else I just you know do as many mics as I can, put as much FaceTime into bigger shows as I can, just do what I can to work my way up. And it's been really fun. I mean, it's the past year um, was probably the biggest year of my life in comedy, I mean, I did, um, you know, I was, I did my first real show at the Laugh Factory. I had my first real How first did you show
0: get that? There. Um, because there is life outside the comedy store, it's, it's not like it's the only club in town, it's certainly the best uh, by well, far.
1: Some of the comics who were who ran a show there, who I was friends with, had me, you know, on a guest spot, which is really cool. Um, and then, uh, same story with the improv because a lot now, you know, Laugh Factory and the improv will also have comics also put on their own shows there. I mean, it's through the improv, but. Because the improv will book their own people on the show as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it was really cool. Especially like, oh, my name's on the improv run sheet. They brought me. Also, I didn't even know they did this. The the, the booker brought me. Or one of the people, the sound people brought me. Because, okay, you got to sign the W 2 I was like, what is it? Well, we're, we're paying you. I was like, <laughs>
0: what? The improv's no
1: joke. The Hollywood improv. I was like, and last but not least, my, uh something I never thought I was going to get. But I got because a very good friend of mine. Decided to give me a shot uh, and got me on Friends and Family at the Comedy Store.
0: That's me. And that was And that was. Uh, but that's why I host. People often ask me, why Earl? Uh, by the way, hello, Jennifer. Uh, get Pete C. checking in saying...
1: Oh, God, here we go. Here you, we go.
0: Pete C., he's, one of the great roasters... He's uh, going to say some horrible things. He said, were you into back hair, MMA? I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> Pete's a good man and Jennifer's the best. Jennifer... Uh, just a friend uh, friend of the show uh, oh, cool <laughs> no Pete knows I love him <laughs> um, but uh, that's why I ho- you know posting potluck is I got to be honest with you it's the worst uh, because I don't think people realize it's your uh, it's the first 17 spots are booked so I, I can't do anything about that and then the employees have to go up so that's 35 employees so Right then, you're at fifty-two comics. Uh, Not to mention, Arsenio Hall drops in a couple right. times. You in Jimmy Carr, uh, Neil Brennan, uh, Mike Lawrence came in once. Uh, so that's literally close to sixty comics before I can put you up, uh, Nicole Buchanan, uh, Dan Nolan, or whoever. And
1: and and I, Nicole and I and I can say and I will always say this. Nicole. I think is going to be a, a superstar. Oh, she's great. She's great. She's great. Um, you know, my podcast partner, Tom Whalen, like him and I, like, I think he's got so much potential Like and he's such a good podcast host. Like I, he, like. We just met and him and I just like clicked. And where do
0: people find your podcast, The Loudcast? You
1: can find that. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud at The Loudcast with Mark and Tom.
0: Check uh, it out; it's a great podcast. I just did it. I know that Alex Hooper did it as well, and uh, I mean, we all pretty much interview the same people.
1: We do, but we do. One thing I like is we just kept a. We decided to keep a. We we had to make we find what we like about our show is that we were able to come up with like a format to it. Because it was like, okay, because me and Tom – and for those of you listening, Tom is also very loud and, you know, in your face like I am. We're both, like, very ridiculous, and we love to have fun. So we're like, what if we focus on the f- most ridiculous moments of people like, – because people like hearing juicy stuff. So, like, all right, why don't we make it all juicy stuff and just turn it all the way up? So that's kind of the format we came up with, and it's just been great. And, you know, honestly, I've I've loved being in this scene, especially – last couple of years i mean you know some of the best friends of my life i mean uh sarah keller who is my be all end all best friend another she's person the, just it's weird we are very opposite people but we just get each other It's no sure. way to, she's that's like my that's my the, weird that that's my rock out here you know what i mean
0: Sarah's like, the best uh you know uh so so many good people and talented people like it's 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 Great. You know, it's crazy the amount of talent that's out here and in New York and I'm, I'm sure in other cities too, but like those are the two I'm familiar with. Right. So uh, it's like it's just tons of great podcasters, uh, comics.
1: I mean, and just one thing because one thing I've always loved is I've loved progression. I've always I've one like one of my favorite things in life is watching progress. Like my favorite video games growing up were like empire earth or like civilization. Like I love, you know, building crap. I mean, I just love watching things get better and grow, you know, myself included. But like, I, I, like one thing I've said this to three, three, three comics. I I said it to Nicole Buchanan, Madison Sinclair and
0: Ali Mikofsky three great and i've comics not female comics comics
1: and because you know they all started really young especially Allie. because when i i remember Allie when i was uh, just running sound for show up go up and i would see this like this 18 year old girl running and you know just part of her second was calling her mom on the phone and you know now she's you know and but it's been cool for the three of them it's been really cool watching them literally grow up on stage like i mean like it's like I mean, Madison's only what twenty three, and she's written for Steve Harvey and stuff like that, and which is crazy. Like she's twenty three. I mean, and 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 Nicole's like, I I don't think there is anybody that wouldn't want to work with her. And Allie, and Ali, I mean, she's gotten so much success from Kill Tony and stuff like that. So it's been really cool to watch all of them progress and grow. And it's been like, I've watched, I've loved seeing you know Alex Duong, when we first started him become like a such a roast battle favorite, and stuff like that. I've loved I've, it's and honestly seeing Frank become you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, champ, the champ season two yeah and it's been it's been so cool to watch over the it's that's one of my favorite things
0: it's, i'm the people's champ by the way for those of you wondering
1: that's literally what i named the podcast episode about you was the people's champion because like because you are because especially yeah. out here and like that's you know. like like because and funny because growing up like one thing that me and earl and i think every stand-up comic for a weird reason We all love pro wrestling to an extent. I don't know why it is, but every comic has a thing with pro wrestling. They always, I don't think I've ever met a single stand-up comic who does not like pro wrestling.
0: Oh yeah. And if you look at some of the better uh, roast battle freaks, uh, you know, uh, Hooper, Hooper. I don't know if Hooper likes pro wrestling necessarily, but he certainly, uh, but he knows how to make the
1: heel entrance. And he loves to be the bad guy. And one thing that we like people like, we talked about this on my show is just like sometimes like people get way too amped up with certain things like oh we got to win we got to do this i mean no you just give him a great show like he's like i don't care if i win or lose as long as i have an entertaining match like
0: well i, I do I, care if i win
1: that's yeah but people have different i guess but I'm
0: very competitive. Yeah, like, you're
1: super competitive.
0: I mean, yeah. in my ball hockey, as you can see, by the dozens of trophies, I have littered. Yeah, there
1: is so many ball hockey
0: trophies. like right I mean, here. Of 49 and won that one last year against kids half my age. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone has a different, uh, I mean, I'm competitive when I play video games.
1: I mean, to be fair, I'm also kind of competitive. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, whatever's a show. But when I win, I'm like, yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah. it's like I'm kind of a hypocrite in a way saying that because it's like it's like you know have fun with it but at the same time it's like
0: yeah, but you have fun when you win you
1: do i can't i can't lie there is that extra little like you know it's all fun you know it's just you know you the end of the day you know the ultimate thing you want to make sure you put on an entertainment entertaining show for the people that paid to see it but at the end of the day you know if you get your arm raised you're like oh yeah you know what I mean? yeah, like, oh,
0: but oh, you have to have a, a right perspective like you know i mean uh roast battle in particular is a uh, it's a specialty show it's it's really nothing to do with stand-up uh so like even if you're like the greatest roast battler on earth it's not going to necessarily help you in the stand up. yeah
1: it's like it's like and here's the only one issue the only issue i've ever had is like sometimes people see like oh these people are amazing roast battles they must be amazing comics too and it says that doesn't
0: always translate you know what I mean? oh no i mean i think we talked about it on your podcast uh I th- I'm i of the opinion, uh, very few are good at both. You know, you have, uh, you know, people who are great at roasting and then not so good at stand-up and vice versa. I mean, look at some of the bad battles that you've seen. I don't want to mention names, but, like, you know, they're great comics who thought, oh, I can do this. You know, no. Uh,
1: so. I know uh, Nicole faced a paid regular, uh, and he thought that it was going to be relatively...
0: Why set that match up? You know, yeah, and, But he's like, you know, to the roast battle people in the room, they were like, wow, this guy sucks. Probably. Uh, he'll bury anyone in that room on stage. Oh, yeah. No, he's so. He, I mean, his uh, abilities as a straight stand up are unbelievable. But that was my uh, fault in that particular matchup because, you know, roast battles on TV and everyone wants to get on it. Um so I was like well you know you got to take on someone that's good in the room and you know she is uh, Nicole and, and so he he probably should have um you know battled you know like a warm up uh, battle uh you know to just get his feet wet even though he's been at the comedy store for you know a decade and believe me he used to make people cry when he hosted potluck (laughs) i heard i I mean one person in particular oh yeah so i mean (laughs) like he's not but you know you just you know the format's different the energy's different in roast battle so uh you know that was my fault i take partial responsibility for setting that match up uh i mean we all enjoyed watching it because we but then again nicole's like
1: Nicole's our girl. I was called Nicole like the little sister I never had.
0: Oh, yeah. She's the best. We take hot yoga together. uh...
1: Yeah, I've done that with dude. when Lindsay Jennings, again, another person who I just adore immensely. She uh, when she brought me to it the first time I was like, I walked out of there. I'm like, I've never done that before. I walked out of that. I'm like, I feel like I'm like one with like the force. Oh, yeah. Like that. I was like, what is that? I was like, this is unbelievable. I was like,
0: I, took, I started taking it about a year and a half ago after, uh, let's just, well, you know, I, I don't want to mention too many details. This bad situation was going down. I needed a uh, mental uh, release. I needed something like, because, uh, you know, comedy in uh, the roast battle world's not a good place to be in if you're not, uh, you know, mentally sane. So hot yoga was like my calling to go, okay, because no one cares if you're good at it. Uh, I'm probably the worst person in every class I take. Uh, the teacher Nicole.
1: Oh, uh, I'm I'm awful. You want if you want a good laugh, watching, dude. You think you think you think you better watch me do it. You'll-
0: oh, I'm horrible. But that's the great thing. It's like my teacher Nicole is probably about your size, height wise. Just beautiful. Uh, she's does, my number. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's she does handstands. Doesn't move an inch. Like that's, there's no crazy, no wavering. There's no shaking in her arms. I mean, she could be up there for five minutes, uh, but she told told me one day, she's like, "Girl, no one cares. No one cares that you're gonna fall over. They're all in their own world." You know, uh, which is like uh, we
1: all, you know, hey, we all need
0: something, especially like honestly, like w- one of the reasons I took
1: up like martial arts because I mean I'd done it often on my whole life. I had been a, I did karate as a kid, then I was did wrestling in high school, then I uh, then when I you know got into college, it was like Muay Thai, BJJ, all this other stuff, and it was like and I did it because like I had just like you know it was a way of like getting over a lot of anger I had had with everything that happened in my youth. I I it
0: was a way of me. Just, Were you bullied? Oh yeah, by students.
1: Oh yeah, no, I was because I remember I was like I I was a weird dude when I was a kid. I, 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 as most of us are, but you know at the end of the day, half the kid. But looking back, I'm like half the kids that were mean to me. I mean, I get why I was a wow. I didn't even talked about it on stage. I'm like I don't fault you for it. I was a weird kid. I was a weird. Kid. I don't fault you for it at all. You know, like you can't look back and and hate for stuff. Like I had a couple people like a few years back. We're all in a bar and a uh, guy who's a to this day we still talk and we're friends. We we. Love to make fun of our uh, – <laughs> love to we love to rip on our buddy who's a diehard Steelers fan back home And I, <laughs> every time like Patriots playing and shit. Like, but he came up to us – he came up to me in a bar and he goes, listen, as a kid, I did so, – like as a man, I like to come up and apologize for some things I said to you that I shouldn't have said and did some things I should not have done. And I'm like, dude – it's whatever. It's you know we were kids. It happens. You know you're teenagers. We do stupid stuff. Like kids are dumb. Or you know like you you can't like looking back. Like one of the main reasons I I don't train anymore. One well because I'm damn near thirty and it's a lot in my body. Um, <laughs> and I'd rather just work out regularly. But second of all, it's like you know I, I got no anger. You know it's all gone. Like I've let the you know it's, it's I just you know you let it go. You, you got to let the past go. Like I mean, I think my father's a horrible human being, but you know I'm I. I you know, I kind of put that out of my head too. You know, he, um, he's, he lived his, his, he lives his life. I live mine. You can't look back. You can only go forward.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Like,
1: yeah, just any kind of, I was like, just any kind of hate or anger, you gotta, you gotta let go. You always gotta let it go. I I actually, I said this to a a comic a while back on, on her show, uh, cause she still had contempt for something that had happened a long time ago. And I was like, you need to let it go or it's going to eat you alive.
0: Oh, I agree to to uh, you know, but it's tough in comedies and also in the roast battle world because you see the same people everywhere. Oh,
1: I mean, co- I mean, I got real no beef in the roast battle world. I, I genuinely, I think I'm on. I think in comedy, there's only like maybe three or four people I I don't like at all, and that's kind of about it.
0: I mean, that's not bad when you consider there's hundreds of people we have to deal with.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, I, I will say one thing like. One thing I will say as far as comedy, especially the comedy story and comedy, I think, like, I had, I had a girl say this to me the other day. Uh, uh, she she was a comic. She's kind of focusing on music now. But she told me, she goes, I never had anxiety or, or, you know, or anything like that before I started doing comedy. Then, I you know, when I started doing it, I got it all the time because it's, like, you always get so paranoid about, like, what people think about you. Not in, like, the popularity sense, but, like, oh, is this going to hurt me from getting – book to further my career sense you know what i mean because you like you second guess yourself so much like i can think of so many times i've just chilled at roast battle we have a great night and and i can't stop thinking like oh should i have said that one stupid thing just we're all laughing about something did i say something wrong are people gonna you know like you overthink it you like i like especially me i'm the king of overthinking things like
0: so much well i mean it depends uh in what context you're saying it and you know, very few people can hurt your career in this business. I mean, you know, if you're at the comedy store tonight, no one can hurt your career up there. I mean, unless you go up to Chris DeLea and call him a dick or something, you know.
1: And uh, even still, we...
0: <laughs> well, he could hurt your career. Yeah, he could seriously you know? do that. But, you know, if you're like... Just chill with people. I mean, like, it's, you know... I well, can- people don't get that, especially at the store, because it's so, like, competitive and... You you know, uh, you got to be well liked up there. You know, it's a small world. You know, and and the more successful you get, the smaller the world gets. You know, because it's harder to be successful in this business, especially there. Everyone's trying to get in at the comedy store. So, if you're a dick to people, it's just you
1: know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna. I mean, it's it. Well, actually, me and me and one of the door guys, Derek, we we talked about this. Like, it's not like, as far as like. doing like maybe like just as far as getting in places, it's not like you don't, it's not that hard. I mean, what you gotta be funny first and foremost, you
0: gotta be funny. Not necessarily. I mean, at the store you do.
1: Yeah. But like, you don't have to like, you have to be fun. What I mean, you gotta be funny. You gotta be like, you gotta be light. You gotta be funny. But yeah, but that's, that's the other thing I was going to say. You gotta be funny, but also just be chill to people. That's the other thing we're gonna say. Like, it's not that hard. Just be genuinely, just be nice to people and just be respectful and, it should all work out you know I'm what telling
0: I mean? you like i i see it in my life they keep calling me back on i'm dying up here i'm not the best actor they know hundreds of actors better than me you're just easy to work with i show up on time i never complain the the makeup and hair people fucking love me because i you know i'm just i'm thankful to be there one uh and it's like that's why they keep calling me back. I'm sure there's a million people they could bring in over me,
1: yeah. That, that's what because exactly let me tell you something. That's ex- like it's not that hard for certain things, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to be funny, but at the same time, like you said, you don't have to be the best at it, but be, be professional. Like, I mean, I've seen, I just okay, I have seen so many comics at just maybe just one mic, and I'll see a bunch of comics at like Karma Lounge who have some acts that are just kill. And I don't see them anywhere else. Like they don't want to go and try and put their face time in other places, or try and get on mics places, or try and go to the clubs and network with people, like, or or just try to, you know, interact with a lot of other people. They just want to be around their few friends and just like talk about stuff. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I mean you gotta like. I just don't want to be anywhere else. Can't just stay in one. Uh, you know, I was talking with uh, Joe Rogan about one comic in particular who should be a superstar, but you know they they never really left the store and so he said the few times they performed outside the store this other comic was lost because you know they weren't in their comfort zone it's so. it's all
1: good to i mean it's good to have your base camp but you know i mean the store is like home but you know you you gotta you gotta move out of the house you know what i mean like oh yeah you gotta move yeah you, you gotta move out of the house at some point in your life you know what i mean like and and, and nowadays it's i mean I just go to the store to hang and do the mic and, you know, be with people, network with people. But I'm not like, and if I can ever get stage time there, like in the OR or something on some night, that's amazing. But I know that, like, I'm not getting in there anytime soon. I mean, they for, first of all, they have a ton of employees that they already need to go through. And then other people who are already bigger and have credits would probably be made a pay regular, too. Like, it, it's, there's a long line of people waiting to get in on that. And they only pass... How many people a year? Four? Maybe, I mean, that's less?
0: probably, uh you know, that's a lot for, you know, you think, wow, just four people a year, but like uh, Adam and whoever takes over after him and whoever takes over after them, they could never have another showcase in the history of time. There's still not enough spots. You know, there's 12 spots a night, probably a hundred comics deserving of those 12 spots. <laughs> that's every night. And, it's, you know, and
1: also, I mean. Who are they going to book to? Oh, let's see. Well, this up and comer, we do know him. Oh, but hey, uh, Chris Delia would like to come in here in due time. Oh, and Chris Rock is here. And Dave Chappelle just walked in. This, I mean, at yeah, the end of the it's a it's a business. Like this they b they're gonna put the people on there. They're gonna like or and and you, longtime friend of the store. I'm dying up here. Roast battle. You you TV credits, you know what I mean? Like
0: uh, they don't uh hurt you. I mean, uh but I also think some people get you know TV credits they aren't ready comically to be seen and then you get one or two cracks and then I'm
1: just saying it's, it's a business they're gonna put the bigger famous. They're, they're gonna put the people
0: they're they're gonna put the people on the
1: stage that are drawing the crowds in like people go to the comedy store because you know they're they're not going they they're they're going there to pay 20 bucks and a two drink minimum they want to you know they want to see a good show.
0: And speaking of uh, Roast Battle Legends, uh, the great and lovely and talented... Well, there's two Roast Battle Legends in the house right now. Alex Duong, uh, 12 Questions is his podcast. And the legend, even though I think this man might have been responsible for uh, giving Sarah Tiana the intel on making Daddy <laughs> go first, the Phillies finest, not Jack Rydell, but the great Pat Barker. Is in the house. I mean, Pat's the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Pat's just great roaster, but he doesn't like live or die on it. Gets writing jobs, uh, great stand up. uh, Okay. You know, that's how, like, I see so many Roast Battle people fucking walk around like they own the place. And then on Wednesday night, it's like, oh, no one cares about me. Pat's always working it. Duong's, you know, doing shows everywhere. Like, you know, they they do it right. They are like the model for, you know, how to get a little bit of fame or whatever from Roast Battle and then make it work in the grand scheme of things. and I mean,
1: it was, I mean, Alex, I mean, when Alex ran Big Wings, that was like, that was my favorite mic.
0: With the legend of Haiti, who may or may not be in the country. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, Haiti's, uh, you know, was the fourth member of the wave. And then some things happened. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, some comics are going to struggle in this Me Too era. Uh, and the time's up. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what went on with Haiti. I'm not at liberty to... Uh, we cannot, we're not going to Disclose anything. Well, I don't like talking about something like that when the other person's not here. Of course. You know, I mean, I just got through watching OJ's uh, tapes, confession, riveting TV, I must say. But, uh, you know, uh, hello to Alex Swang and Pat Barker in uh, chat. We're on Facebook Live right now. And, for those of you, who are just listening to this podcast? Going, well, who the? Why are they saying hello to these random people?
1: And as far as and as far as Alex goes, yeah, you know, we started out here in LA roughly together in the scene, and he's um one of the I want I can safely say one of the best friends I could turn to. He's is always there to give me advice, and it was again someone watching him become a superstar too. And, and Pat is Pat is always there to help anybody and give great advice. He's always willing because Pat is such a brilliant writer. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, me and Sarah wrote because you know we're trying. You know, obviously you know being a not
0: yeah, yeah keep not going. just
1: being a comic is you know trying to do stand up and everything is great, but you have to dedicate your time to other things. Like you have to, you know, write pilots, film sketches, you know, get writing jobs because just doing straight stand up and isn't going to pay the bills all by itself. And you know, and also that's how you break it into the scene. And me and Sarah wrote our first pilot. And Pat Barker, who is written for HBO, Comedy Central, and, you know, the Writers Guild of America member, and just a straight up overall talented and, and wonderful dude. Um, I was like, hey, listen, you know, we just wrote a pilot. Can you take a look at it? Tell me what you think. And can you give us some feedback on it? So Pat did that. And he gave us a lot of feedback. Now, the majority of it was not what I had hoped for, but at the end of the day, but he broke down every reason why this wasn't going to work or what needed to be worked on, and he sent me like a like a, a damn near two page report.
0: That's he's hardcore. Dude.
1: Which, but no, but you have to see how much I appreciate that versus like. Some of the people be like, "Oh, this is really funny." Yeah, go. They no, he took the time out of his day cuz and I told him straight up, I'm like, "Dude, thank you so much for the feedback. It'll work out." And he goes, "Dude, that's a great attitude." I'm like, "Well, dude, I didn't ask you to be a yes person. I wanted you to give me an honest feedback from an HBO writer who could, you know, point me in the right direction what I need to work on." Cuz and he did that. I mean, to a to, I mean, he fine-tuned everything. I will have to show you the email. He pinpointed All everything, right. and it was just and I appreciate, honestly, I appreciate that so much more. I'd rather tell me, hey, like, you know, how about tell me what's going to work well so I don't go into a writer's room and pitch it and look like an ass, you know? Like, he was able to help me with that. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that, how much, and how grateful I am for him.
0: But for that's the t- type of, like, everyone should look at how Pat and Alex act and go, okay, okay. Well, they're, they're a gold
1: standard. But, right, a gold but, standard for what, you should, for what you should do. I mean,
0: You know, some people could learn is what I'm saying.
1: And you, that's one thing the, you just, you got to just learn how to take some criticism too. I mean, know when to like stand your creative ground, but also like accept criticism with certain things.
0: I mean, we all need help, you know? I mean, Mike Lawrence, uh, the first, uh, in Montreal for, uh, my season of roast battle, I was like, Hey man, do you want to go over your jokes against Tom Ballard? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, I love the first one. Are you sure about the others? And I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, I am, but you know but they're very honest, and uh you know that's why both are going far and uh you know, I think Pat wrote a little bit on the uh, episode last week of crashing. A lot of people are asking me about that about the storyline about everyone
1: did so good on this show too i actually i by the way, I give Tony Hedgecliffe a lot of credit. He did good for his first time on the trail. I was like, "Hey, good job, man!"
0: Oh, Tony's the best. Uh, You know, he's you know, but that's another dude who, like, Tony's like, uh, you know, Mister Do It Yourself. You know, you know, I don't know if he was having trouble with the industry or whatever. He's like, "I'm going to film my own special and sell it." Bam, he does it. So, you know, to people who sit there and say, well, I can't get on Comedy Central or Netflix or whatever. Oh, yes, you can. You, just you can. Tony did it. I mean, I don't know what was going on before that special, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he 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 did it. He's uh, on there. And
1: listen, not too many comics because they have a Netflix special. I mean, they're getting, more, they're getting up there, but I mean, still, to have a Netflix special and to be in front of a sold out audience and do it. I mean, that, you don't get that by accident. That's not how life works. You don't get where you are just for...
0: You can get, you know, it's never uh, easier to make it now than, uh, it's never been easier to make it than right now. You can, you know, have your own podcast like Tony. Uh,
1: well, because the internet's opened so many doors. Like it's like before, I mean, you had to travel places, people had to know you. I mean, now, I mean, you still have to do that, but now with the beauty of the internet and like the, the entire world can see your, just from the click of a button
0: i mean just yeah just this podcast right now thousands of people uh, hopefully will hear it on itunes bam uh so
1: which is which is why i'm like to so many of my colleagues out there who i've noticed on facebook every day there's i there's not a single day where i've opened up facebook and i've not seen a 50 thread argument taking place and so I'm like, why are you arguing on Facebook? Why are you arguing on a Facebook status? For what reason?
0: Because a lot of them aren't serious about comedy. They're, it's a social thing. You know, uh, they have uh, the, they're lost souls. So, you know, but like Jimmy Carr told me the, the great legend of Jimmy Carr, people think we don't like each other, but he loves me. He may not admit that publicly, but he loves me. He's like, dude, worry about your side of the road and be funny. And too many people worry about the other side of the road. So, like, why is this guy or girl getting this? Why is this person on this show and I'm not? Or why wasn't I on the, you know, uh, this lineup? It doesn't matter. Like, make, I, I, make your own podcast you know this you know this podcast right now tuning my own horn a little bit is like number 15 on iTunes I'm a complete nobody all I have are my friends on for the most part as guests you think well who's going to listen to that well, I also remember a time when, you know, Roast Battle was just starting and people were like, dude, who's going to listen to two unknown comics rip on each other? And now it's in its third season. They're doing episodes about it on an HBO show. So, you know, it's
1: it just it's, it's just where a little idea can take you. I mean, for God's sake, me and Tom have only been on on iTunes with our format since December, we're up to about maybe 500 something listeners downloads or whatever it's ranked at, which is it's pretty, a lot, which is for a few, for a few months just cause we had the right product out there. Because listen, like I said, people just love hearing crazy stories. And that's what we just formatted together. We formatted the right way. And it's just, it's just if you just put again, another thing, Tony Hedgecliffe said that I always take to heart. And he said this on stage during kill Tony. Uh, and he said, listen, if you just put in the work, stand-up works out like if you if you really just put in the in, he's not wrong like you you, you can't not i mean you have to really try to not progress and stand up but there's no like you can't like that's what i'll say you unless you're like really really messed up in the head or just not trying like you can't not get better
0: at it like but you also have to like fucking work at the craft. It's not just physically going up. And oh, yeah. like, you got to
1: sit down. You got to write. You you gotta, yeah,
0: put, I mean, you get you. You got
1: to go back and listen to your sets and what happened and why. Why was the, this funny or why wasn't this funny? And you thought it was going to be funny. Were you going to put more tags into it? Like, you got to sit down and put in like the time with it. Like, but again, if you do that, it's going to work out. You put if you put in. Yeah, it's not just going to. Sometimes people like gauge on how many mics you go to is how hard you work at stand-up and not that it's a bad thing to get up if you try and get up 10 times in a week i mean that's great but like are you getting up 10 times and working on new shit are you just getting up 10 times and doing the same stuff you've already done at real shows that are already stuff you know is going to work
0: yeah i mean i used to that was my problem when i first started i just hit mics i was treated like the king of open mics uh and i didn't really try and get in at the clubs because i liked t- too much how i was getting treated uh, at the mics was so like why 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 go to the comedy store i'm treated like a god at you know the mcreds in the valley uh you know i see that at the store a lot even with show up go up and other mics there it's like yeah the store's fun and all but like you know you gotta like try and now get on a potluck instead of just loitering around talking to boone
1: yeah i mean like you can like Be as well liked as you can be. Like again, you gotta be. If you can be well liked, it's great and helps you. But you also have to. You gotta get on the mic and spit it. You know what I mean? Like
0: (laughs) you have to be both, though. Like you,
1: you gotta be both. You gotta be. You gotta be good at like talking to people, and you gotta be good at
0: comedy. (laughs) But it's like what Hinchcliffe said: if you if you work. Hard, it'll work out, but you also have to be liked because I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been behind the scenes of you know, either TV shows or uh, you, you know, uh, comedy rooms where it's like, well, is this person cool, you know, guy or girl? Uh, I you mean, know. yeah, you
1: just but it's it's again, just all you got to do is just keep your head down and, and yeah, and and just in your and you know, keep, keep your hopes up high and your head down low. One of my favorite bands, uh day to remember that's a lyric from there and it's so true they'll just be chill work hard and just be nice like like best quote ever conan o'brien nobody ever gets everything they want out of life which is true you just you don't it's not how life works but if you work hard and are kind amazing things are going to happen
0: oh absolutely i agree you know you just have to you know don't burn bridges don't make enemies and and i i Even if you're at an open mic, be nice to everyone there because you don't know someone in that room is going to make it. Might not be you, might be you, might be three of you, but someone in that room you're a dick to is going to be in a position one day to help you. And you should be nice to people anyway. I'm nice to Boone Shakalaka. He's never, I mean, we all love
1: Boone, but I mean,
0: he's never going to be in a position to help you or I. I, (laughs) I treat him the same as I do Russell Peters
1: you know my stepfather says had a great lesson for you i'm sorry i'm like captain quotes tonight but i was gonna say he said you know we all put on our pants the same way every morning
0: yeah i mean my uh mom uh, rest in peace uh she said uh, there's always someone with a bigger dick in the room uh you know and we all my dad said we all shit out of the same hole so uh it's true i mean you know, I've seen comics go on at one thirty uh, at the store. You think, oh, well, look at this loser. You know, they're going on right before the cleaning crew gets here, uh, and then they get a TV deal and they're on at ten 10 well, do
1: well. Well, the other night I saw Punky and Jeremiah go back to back at one, 1 30, and they they both crushed. And I'm like, listen. If you're crushing in the OR at one in the morning, like you, you good things are gonna come your way.
0: I mean, because it's the toughest room in the country, you know. Because you're you, basically the OR is the original room in the comedy store for those of you who aren't local. And uh, you know, if you're going on at one thirty, like tonight, I'm going on at twelve thirty. Uh, you know, I saw the lineup tonight. It's the Vaughn. It's Jason Galern. It's. Uh, you know Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Tom Rhodes, uh, David Spade. So at w- twelve thirty tonight, or you know one thirty when Punky was going on, they've heard every fucking joke possible. They've heard every Trump joke. They've heard every OJ joke. Uh, you know, uh, you know every conceivable question. Where are you from? Oh, you're from Boston. Hey, you guys really know how to bomb? They've heard every single so hack at this point. Come but on. I mean, they've heard every conceivable angle. So you have to to kill at 130 be so original and innovative you know much more than people who are going on in the prime time or even in the beginning so it's the toughest spot and you're going on after every famous comic in the city has gone on so they're like who are you exactly so it's, it's uh
1: but it's it's but it's like I said it's always cool seeing the new people come up. I mean Jessica Michelle Singleton is still in the lower, but she's gonna be. I mean that girl's gonna be a freaking superstar. Like she
0: already is. Oh yeah, I mean but that's the thing. She's great. Uh, Punky's great. Joe Dosh is great. Uh, Joe's a
1: killer. Like and it, it's I'm glad he's finally got. It's cool. It's. Well, i'm glad all members of the wave are passed too i mean i mean, Jam- I mean jamar is going to be a
0: superstar oh yeah character. i mean but you look at the, like there's a little roast battle block tonight of moses me and willie hunter uh, you know it's like wow you guys are going on 12 15 and 12 30 there's no room to go on any earlier it's all superstars yeah
1: it's like and you-
0: so it's like yeah and i'm happy to go on at 12 30. I mean, if your name's on the same run sheet
1: as, you know, all these other people you mentioned, I mean, you're doing something great. Yeah,
0: right? you think the guy who goes on ninth in the lineup of the Dodgers is like, uh, He's like, like oh, I am I in.
1: Like, no, I'm in the Like, I'm on the fucking Dodgers.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, you're on the fucking Dodgers. Be happy you're going on instead of playing in uh, Rancho Cucamonga with the Quakes. I
1: mean, Sean, Sean Thornton in Boston, he was a fourth line guy, and he was one of the most beloved members of that team when he was on us.
0: Oh yeah, I mean my—I uh, mean we weren't like best friends, but uh, Ian Laparriere was. Uh, I, do, I
1: I don't I don't know him.
0: He was a grinder on the uh, L.A. Kings. They think he played a little bit for the Rangers and Philly Flyers, but uh, in uh, junior hockey he was like a forty-goal scorer. And he gets to the pros, and it's like, uh, yeah, you're not gonna score forty goals up here, but you can do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, I mean, um, so it's same thing in comedy. You know, uh, you might be killing it in an open mic or you might be a great comic from Winnipeg, but you come out here, it's like, (laughs) dude, there's a lot of people ahead of you.
1: Gary Peterson, man, he uh he was uh you voted best comic in Boston. He's out here. He's basically an open micer again because it's like you know just starting over. I mean, not open micer, but he gets, but you know,
0: but it's yeah. like if I moved to New York, it's like people don't care about me being passed at the comedy yeah. store. If I went to the stand, it'd be like, well, all right, Earl, you're going on. Uh, I, look- I mean, you could, but there, you
1: you could like. Here's the thing, though. I should mention about the cellar, though, is the fact that like people, yeah, comedy stores like the mecca, but like with the cellar, it's like you don't get, you don't even see that stage unless you have like. A few credits. You gotta have like a couple. You, yeah, and they gotta be like. I mean, you could get it, but like,
0: you know. I don't know. I mean, I like the stand. I, uh, you know, I, I'm not in New York a lot, so. But I'm, I'm happy enough with the stand. The Patrick Milligan and the crew there are the best.
1: Uh, I'm planning on the run there uh, in April. Like I had a, my first run was in October, and it was a blast. I, it's a great scene out there. It's an amazing.
0: Scene. And for you comics who just heard that name, do not, uh, you some of you shady bastards when I mention patrick's name once called him and facebooked him saying oh earl told me to call you i don't know oh, come on man i'm not patrick's the best and he can see through your bullshit so
1: like if like if how about like that oh that's you know, just these
0: palming ghouls by the way i'll be in new york for a naked roast battle again uh reprising my judge uh, uh, role
1: is that gonna be in july for Skankfest?
0: Uh, I think it's June, but uh, you know, that's, uh, are you going to do uh you should do that. You know, uh, I can make a call for you. Uh, I,
1: I think I'd, I'll do everything,
0: but the. Naked I'm not saying roast, naked roast, but like skank fest. Is I would love to, Earl, if you could, I would definitely fly. I mean, I'm not ship. saying I could get you in it, but I could, you know, uh, make a, rec- a call. Recommend
1: me. That's all. It's a, if you would willing to do that, I'd pre, I mean, I can, I mean, I can fly myself out there. I'm all good with that. I
0: can, we're going to have to Skankfest is not going to, uh, if yeah.
1: I get, listen, I would be more than happy to do that. That'd be, that'd be
0: awesome. And it's a podcast festival, basically. Or I should say, it's a festival for comics who are popular uh, in the podcast world. Like, I'll never forget going there in the daytime, and there's just hundreds of people, just, oh my God, we listen to your podcast. And, like, you're, you know, it's like, wow, these, this is my fan base. Just blue collar, you know, weed smoking uh, podcast freaks. <laughs> Hell yeah you know and and only there could a show like Naked Roast Battle have three four hundred people I I didn't even know how many people were in this room Uh, and it was just no one felt uncomfortable like it was great because we're all adults we know that like but it was just like such a brotherhood of like and sisterhood of all uh, naked just, and loving life. Yeah. And I mean, no one's like awkward until Ari Shafir threw urine all over Zach Amico. Wait.
1: Oh, yeah. I heard about it. Heard that. I heard things so, got weird with Zach.
0: Uh, I mean, it, I, I heard mean, things got
1: gross uh, with uh, that.
0: I mean, I've done comedy for damn near 20 years. I I'd, I'd still don't comprehend what i saw uh i mean i thought the girl pulling her roast jokes out of her pussy was like all right that's pretty crazy what uh was it was it lindsay no no i lindsay was like the most normal girl on the show to be honest with you uh some girl i and i cuz lindsay
1: doesn't have to try and do that shit we all know she's you know wild like that way yeah, like, exactly. she doesn't have to try cuz lindsay's just
0: like On the Lindsay Jennings uh, naked Snapchat, you got to pay for it. But it's—I mean—I went on once. It's (laughs) it's not uh, my—I mean, Lindsay's beautiful, uh, but I—it's—you know—I'm not really into the naked stuff on uh, online. But uh, Lindsay Jennings—I don't know what her Snapchat is. Uh, I think that's it. I think okay, Lindsay Jennings, suicide girl. She's hot. I mean, just (laughs) throw a few tokens or whatever they call it. uh, You are not. You know
1: what's really weird in comedy is that people like because I have a lot of friends outside of comedy. I've no and I. I know a lot of hot, I know a lot of hot girls, I do, I'm friends with a lot of them, and a lot of comics don't, still don't understand, can't process that, they're like, they're like, because like, like, I'm hanging out, like, because me, because Lindsay is, again, one of my best friends, and every, and some people ask me, well, so you guys have never banged this, I was like, no, no, that's, we don't do that, we're just, we're just tight like that, we're just, we're just friends, I don't know. Why is it so hard for you to wrap your head around?
0: Well, that's the thing, and that's one of the few things I don't like about comedy, uh, and really the, the comedy store specifically. I don't know what it's like at the stand or the cellar, but like I was telling someone tonight, uh, I, I took hot yoga last week with no Nicole Buchanan. Like, but i would never touched her. Like, I felt I had to say that to be like, you know, you can't do anything with uh, g- girls like. You know, like yeah, I I got together and uh, I I took Lindsay Jennings to a hockey game. Oh, you guys are fucking right? Uh, no, I I mean, I,
1: me and Lindsay went to see Gr- Green Day together in Las Vegas. My mom had got me tickets to see them for Christmas. Who do you want to go with? I'm like, oh well, Lindsay, that's like her that her and I both adore them. That's like our favorite band. Sure, I'm gonna go. And then I got back and everyone went so was like, wait, you told me you went to Las Vegas with Lindsay. You guys didn't even have sex. I was like, huh? Like well. No. And second of all, why, why is that such a concern for you? Like, why does that matter? I, I I just, I couldn't process that. It's just, I was like, all right, like I can't just go with my friend to a concert. Like, (laughs) I mean, who was I going to go with? Like, she was our, we both love the band. It was our favorite band. We're going to go together. So people want to think what they want to think. And it just is, I just, I just blew my mind. Like I'm like, everyone was giving me shit because I went with just because I went with her to a concert.
0: I mean, people think me and Red Band were fucking because we went to Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. I was like, wait a minute. But I mean... I could do better than Red Band. I'm kidding, Brian. I'm kidding. Listen, I love you. <laughs> but I've lost every girlfriend I've had at the fucking comedy store because it was like, oh, well, uh, Earl was over there with this girl. It was like, well, I, we're, yeah, I'm not, I know a lot of girls. Like I'm, it's like I can, I'm capable of, uh, like, you know... <laughs> Like going to carnies with someone, and we're not fucking. Yeah, carnies is the hamburger stand by the store.
1: It's like and half these people say this shit to me. I'm like, half of you don't even know what a real can't even get a girlfriend if you tried to. Like, what are you talking about? Like.
0: Well, that's the people who are usually talking about it. You know, they're just haters and trying to get in with, you know, someone's lady or whatever. By hey, you know, I think uh, Earl gave one of the waitresses a ride up the hill and he came back down instantly. And I, I bet you they were fucking.
1: Dude, some people who talk, like people who talk the most
0: shit, uh-oh, we have Nicole Buchanan is Yay! in the house. Yes, Legend sweetie. of Roast Battle. We're, we're doing hot yoga tomorrow night, but no, we're not fucking. So exactly. go to Hot 8 Yoga in uh, Beverly Hills, 815 Candlelight Yoga Class. With, taught by Nicole Avendano. Nicole
1: the Cannon Buchanan, because she make, she makes the room explode.
0: All right. Well, I mean, let's not go there. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, you know, I I literally gave a waitress a ride up the hill the other night, and I came back down. I was gone maybe two minutes, and I pulled back into the lot, and I could tell everyone was thinking, "You you guys hooked up, right?" I'm like, "No, I just literally gave something." I think
1: I know exactly who. I'm not gonna say the name, obviously, but like. And but it's like
0: I literally like
1: we see each other every day there.
0: You, you can't do anything nice, uh, uh, you know. I give a, one particular waitress uh, a ride home, uh, you know, whenever she asked me to. I and I guarantee you, I bet they're fucking. And we've never, I've never touched her.
1: It's like what, like what do you like? So also, uh, if you if you're a comic, the last thing you want to do. Is mess with the wait staff at the comedy store. Good Lord.
0: And we've got some heavy hitters just checking into chat. Uh, the lovely and talented Brian DeRose who shot uh, me and Whitney Rice's Homeland sketch. And
1: I haven't seen that girl in years. I, I remember doing. I was on one show with her way back in the day, and I haven't...
0: Whitney's the best. Uh, and the, the Gas Man, Craig Gas, master impressionist, great comic. Uh, took a picture recently on Facebook with him and Alice Cooper, and I thought, wow, these two girls are hot. And uh, the Gas Man...
1: I, th- I thought he, I thought I you said Cass at first. I was like, "Oh, Evan's here, <laughs> Evan Cassidy."
0: No, guy. Evan. Uh, Evan's a good dude. You know, I, I don't uh, know him that well. That's another guy like I've seen for years at the store. Don't really know him. He's so a really good dude. By the way, I think April fifth, I must plug this show. I'm on uh, I'm just I'm opening up for the legend of Joe Urell during his Yo, uh, go to
1: that show, by the way. Me and me and me and Kelsey Lane, I think we're gonna drive down together and watch that show. The but.
0: great Joe Urell, the handicapped uh, comic. But he's a great comic. He could be fully able bodied, and I would still recommend you go April fifth at the Rec Room, which is uh, somewhere in the seven one four area. Don't go for me. Uh, go for Joe. He's taping his new uh, comedy album, and uh, there, there's another dude we were talking about. Uh, do your own thing, and, and I mean, here's Joe. As you know, uh, what is his? Uh, problem exactly. He has cerebral palsy. Heart, and when I say uh, he has cerebral palsy, he's got it. I mean, like, he's got it hardcore. This is like his third comedy album he's taping on his own. He raised the money on his own. So you lazy, uh, tax-cheating comics who can't get out of bed before the crack of noon, there's no excuse for you not to have anything going on in your life when someone who's in a wheelchair is outworking you, you slobs.
1: Like, no excuse like there are no excuses. Like he, like he busts his ass or well, maybe his forearms, but
0: right. Well, I mean, he's, but he's a great, uh, you know, forget his roast battle skills. He's great at that, but he's just a good dude. And you know, he'll go far in the comedy world. He just, uh, and
1: he's a beautiful person. Like he just, you know, he loves, he loves the art form, roasting stand, regular stand up, all the above. And he's, you know, I've, I've never had an unpleasant conversation with him. I, I think he's just a great dude. I, I'm looking forward to going to the rec room.
0: Yeah, so uh, I Imagine think it's April Cassie
1: before. That's a great room. He he does a lot with that room too. So you
0: know, yeah, I mean it's uh, I think it's April fifth. If I'm not, uh, I might you know just go on the Joe Urell. That's E U R E L L. Go on his Facebook, Adam, and, and say so you uh you heard about him uh, from me. He's he's a great great dude, and uh, you know for you local people, you know support another comic for once in your life instead of worrying about uh, you know your position in life uh, in the comedy world.
1: That's another thing too. Like we all like another way to just get with better stuff is just go and support shows that you think are good and you want to be a part of. And if you put in FaceTime, at them,
0: that's yeah. I mean, you get booked that way. I mean, just don't loiter around, you know, uh, show, watch a show, have a drink, like, you know, and you know, making inroads to, Hey, how do I get booked on a future show? And you know, just yeah, you, uh, network a little bit. Don't palm, but ne- don't say great set. Uh, and, you know, I mean, someone literally said that to me the other night. It's like, I haven't gone on yet.
1: <laughs> That's like about? red flag. I think like you literally, just you just go watch a show after you are done. And be like, hey, you know, um, I'd love to be able to do this someday. If uh, you ever have time, or if you have any room down the way, or if you know if possible, that'd be great. And if, if if they say no or they can't right now, don't hold it against them. They know it because I don't know if they do. No one, no one owes you anything in this city.
0: No, no I mean, one, it's no one like owes you anything. Like the last time I hosted Paula, I had eighteen people. I said I'll 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 put you down on the list, but uh, you're. I would point to everyone and go. I'm lucky if I can get to two of you. Uh, so uh, and we
1: and well, I understand that. I, I think, but a lot of people don't. Which is which is I, I don't like. I don't understand the concept. I'm like you. You've seen the run sheet. Like you see the run sheet. You see the 30 names. There's only so many can get through. And also, yeah, they say everyone's going three minutes. Not everyone's just keeping to three minutes. Like some people will do like some act or something or something crazy, and that might take up ten minutes sometimes or.
0: Right. Well, everyone runs the light. Everyone's running the light. So, no, one,
1: no one's sticking. No one is doing just keeping it to
0: a tight. Oh, third. my God. If everyone didn't run the light, and, uh, you know, I could get up at least five, six, seven people. But, you know, I don't think people uh, really understand that. But, uh, you know, and also comics. Well, that's just popped into my head. Uh, you know, you got to be on the show to use it as a credit. I saw last week. As I was waiting to get my car towed, I was uh, online and two comics used Roast Battle as a credit. Now I know pretty much everything there is to know about that show. They'd never done the fucking show. So, you know, you're not a comedy store regular if you just drive by it on your way to Walgreens. You gotta actually perform there.
1: Like, I've never even.
0: Like... You gotta get a check from the Shore family to say you're a paid regular. How many lineups do I see lately where they have the little comedy store logo by their name? Uh, uh, I don't think so, Jack. It's
1: like you don't... Or Jill. Yeah, you don't, like, if if, if your name isn't on the wall, then,
0: you know, it's... Yeah, you not, don't perform at the comedy store or... I mean, at, you can
1: perform at the comedy store with, like, other shows going on and stuff like that. They're not all... I mean, a lot of stuff goes on the belly room. And then, and not just... And I'm not saying bringer shows. I mean, people produce shows there that are, you know, straight-up shows. And you... But, like, unless you, like, as as you said, unless, you know, your name is on the wall... You are asked to send in your avails. You're getting paid for your performance. You ain't performing. You're not like you you aren't a regular at the Comedy Store. You can't put the...
0: And How dare some of you use Roast Battle as a credit because there's 16 people who did season one. They can use it. There's 16 people from season two. They can use it. There. You got to get a check from Comedy Central, which I got several. bank make it several more
1: so yeah i mean uh, but you know like i said especially over this past year it's just like i finally feel like you know it's like because it on average like it takes a long time i mean me and sarah me and her had this conversation where it's like to make it as a stand-up comic in los angeles on average takes like seven years Something like that.
0: I mean, it took me uh, 13 to get past at the store and and probably another year or two before people are like, wow, they're all pretty funny. I'm
1: just saying I'm just saying make it is like, you know, you're generally getting booked regularly at a bunch of places like road work, this, this, all the all all that stuff above. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just starting to like, well, now it's easier to do road stuff because, like, I mean, I have like that whole spreadsheet and stuff. And, uh, you know, I booked my whole tour in New York last time I was there. I'm going to book my next run. I'm trying to do it the week of April 24th. I mean, I'll definitely check in with you about Skank too. I'd fly back for that too, but April 24th is the week I'm setting with. So I got to probably get my tickets this week and start booking immediately. Just start hitting up my contacts, people place I did their last time. And aside from that, you know, I'm just trying to do as much of the road as I can this year. Like I've got the time and resources. Like I can hop a flight or just jump in the car and go.
0: And some of you people uh, using roast battle to get road work, you heathens, <laughs> awful people you are
1: also it's like all right i did roast battle all right cool we want right. you to come up and do 20 minutes of stand-up
0: yeah we, good luck with that like we 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 it's
1: like yeah but it's on comedy central yeah but are you can you be funny <laughs> like, you know wow. what i mean so i'm just trying to do that and like you know i'm just i'm just enjoying the rider now like i am honestly i think it's, i'm the happiest i've ever been being in the la comedy scene It's, i'm gonna be my four year mark is approaching in june for when i first moved out here i moved out here i officially landed in la june sixth of
0: 2014
1: okay yeah and it's but out here just like such a different world out here you know i mean a lot different life different i mean i love how there's so much rock and roll out here though still like like you see all these people like just still dressed like rockers and going to like the whiskey a go-go and there's lines out there every night it's like such a vibrant scene there and like it's a great place for comedy and it's a great time to be a comic. Like I couldn't think of a better time.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's also uh, you know, everyone's famous out here. Like you might be the big deal in Boston or Winnipeg or wherever you're from. You come out here, it's like every city's big deal is out here. Like, you know, you might it's like hot girls. You might be the hottest girl. You know, Pam Anderson was the hottest girl in Vancouver. She came out here, it's like, whoa, wow, there's there's a hundred Pam Andersons out here. So you might be the funny dry sarcastic guy from andover but you know
1: <coughs> north and over hundred.
0: you know it's just like if i went to new york oh everyone loves earl uh, well you know i ain't in la anymore i'm in new york yeah, it's, you it's, start over whole different jungle um Axel was right. It, it is, is a really,
1: jungle out here. It really is. Like I was like, but like it's, I tell you, I tell my friends back home, like what's, and I described Los Angeles. I'm like, it's a harsh, cruel adult Disneyland. It, it is like, it's a harsh, cruel adult Disneyland. It's a playground, but it's also hell.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's famous out here. So like everyone's in their own way, like, you know, you go to the comedy store, it's like, okay, there's uh, literally every comic on tonight's lineup is on TV from uh you know I don't know I mean I don't know who the first comic was but from that to Don Barris we're all on TV. So, uh, and it, the credits go up and down, you know, the Ovan Netflix special me, I'm dying up here. Don Barris, windy city heat, uh, you know, uh, Brian Moses, uh, you know, roast battle at midnight, Willie Hunter, uh, Carmichael show. I mean, like, so like as important as I think I am, I ain't that important in the grand scheme.
1: I always tell like another thing, if uh, best advice I can give, especially to all the younger comics out there who did like always remember, we're in this town for the most part you ain't shit you gotta keep like i ain't shit i always get like i I tell myself that every day i ain't shit no one is like you got to get out and just do it and eventually you will be but it's gonna take a long
0: but even then there's gonna be someone above you you know like you you might have just done uh Conan, or uh, you know, a Comedy Central special, or a Netflix special, and uh, you know what? They're, they're, Joe Rogan just pulled up into the lot.
1: Uh, like, oh, hello.
0: Okay, so you're not the big dog right now anymore. Oh, uh, Bill Burr just walked in, so you're two down the peg. Uh, oh, well, there's Mark Maron. He just came in. Well, you're three down the peg now. Oh, Theo Vaughn just came in, so now you went from being the big man on, or woman on campus, the comedy store till you know, literally within. Three cars pulling up. You're, you know, four down the peg, and that's not knowing who else is in the kitchen right now, mooching free wings.
1: And those wings, normally, I'll never talk anything bad about the store,
0: but I will say <laughs> that food there will go right through you. Uh, well, I like the chicken tenders. I don't. I'm a, okay,
1: I don't mind the tenders or the wraps. I can deal with. I can, right. let's if I'm if I mean if I'm really hungry and I really can't leave the facility right now, I'm like. Fuck it, chicken wrap.
0: Let's go. Like, all right. This is probably a good time to cut off uh, the podcast when we're bringing up the fucking chicken tenders on the, <laughs> the store. Mark uh, the shark nine two seven. Where can people find you on Twitter? Get plug everything. Uh,
1: you can find me on uh, Instagram at Mark the Shark nine twenty seven. Twitter, same thing, and the Loudcast with Mark and Tom um, on iTunes. Please subscribe to it. Download it. Give it five stars. We it is a gr- we try to put on a very good show uh, I think you'll enjoy it um, and uh, so, are we just cutting off the
0: live feed or are we, uh, oh, we're we cutting off we're going to cut off the Facebook live right now Ashley uh, you come to the comedy store anytime Pete C's logging back on so I have, this is probably a good time to cut it Yep. because <laughs> I know Pete C's firing up a few uh, yeah, let's, uh, zingers let's, let's probably for both of us so uh pete c one of the v- valued roasters because pete's not a comic so he doesn't give a shit about anyone's opinion of him which makes him such a more that much more dangerous oh, he roaster
1: a, he doesn't give no fuck about nothing so, that's why i love him though that's why i like he just also uh if you've ever seen some of the food he can make up it's pretty unreal. oh pete
0: C's the best his wrestlemania parties are legendary uh but you got to be in with the in crowd to get in on one of those things but this is the uh facebook live which is basically the end uh uh, but mark the shark look into the uh cameras see anything else you want the people to know
1: um what saying i always have out here is comedy is family at the end of the day we really are because at the end of the day we all you know even no matter how much we drive each other some of us drive each other crazy we all want each other to do well
0: well i don't know about that I for the
1: mean, most part i mean, I mean we're all I mean, we're all in this me and feng chow actually had this conversation was we're all in this crazy nightmare together you know no, I stand by that statement when I say it.
0: Oh, absolutely, we're all in it together. But I don't know if everyone roots for everyone. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the comedy store patio and someone's cone and the parents pops up or or you know the jellies they would put on. Why why, why did this Not guy? Not everyone
1: roots for everybody. But you know, if I saw someone I didn't quite care for on stage but they had a good setup, like all right, good for you.
0: You know what I mean? Absolutely, and because they can help you get in. So, uh, Mark the Shark, we're checking out a Facebook Live. Inappropriate Earl is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Steve. Run is easy coming Tuesday, uh, and then I think I have someone else coming. Uh, you know, toward the end of the week, Sam Tripoli, I believe, another fine Armenian comic. And then uh, love Sam. You know, Dan O'Carter, who books a fine room Monday nights in uh, Manhattan Beach. Ponchos! Called Ponchos. If you're a, if you're a beach goer, you want to meet the number one comedy fan in the world, Hermosa Beach, Mary, and her lovely sidekick Donald. They're their most. Uh, uh, Monday nights at Poncho's. It's actually a great room. There's very few rooms in LA I would recommend. Uh, Hooters on uh, uh, Hollywood is a great. But the comedy chow guys, you know, they're awesome dudes. And uh, Poncho's Monday nights. Uh, I think next Monday is the fifth anniversary show, and they, they he books comedy store type lineups. I mean, it's really impressive.
1: They're pretty. They're, they're pretty. Yeah, he puts up for. He puts on a dank show. They're like, I was like, damn. When I saw the first lineup, I was like, that's crazy.
0: And a few uh, comics who aren't like in at the comedy store so you get like you know uh you the know taste of everything. you get a little bit of a non comedy uh store uh, vibe there as well uh, so uh, go to that monday nights uh her most uh no manhattan beach i'm sorry Ponchos. Uh, I think it's at a what is it uh, Mexican restaurant and and if you're a hockey fan, a few LA Kings go there if they don't tomorrow they have a game against Vancouver. But you know, I used to see Daryl Sutter there all the time. Thank you, Daryl Sutter, for getting us two cups, baby. And uh, that's it to those on Facebook Live, Jennifer and uh, all you local yokels plug the shit out of this podcast share it retweet Lord knows it I will. <laughs> yeah absolutely but th- that's a thing that most people don't get i was telling the great nick kakaris the legend of nick at the uh, comedy store uh you know people ask to do my podcast and then they don't send out one fucking tweet and then the, they're the same people who a week later will be like how are the numbers i don't need you to tweet shit out every day but like you know, that's how it works. You know, Jessica Michelle was awesome. She sent out a tweet before. I, shit, I think she sent out one during. And then, you know, like two days later, hey, I did an inappropriate Earl, And then, uh, you know, the the numbers were great. And then other people, uh, you know, they have 30, 40, 50,000 followers on Twitter and Instagram or wherever. They don't send out one tweet. And then they're upset when their episode doesn't crack a thousand listens. So you know what are you gonna do jennifer i love you um so mark the shark become a fan of this guy he's a good dude we're off on facebook live so, uh yeah like and, and then this is a little two minute bonus footage uh for uh you know our I, itunes and soundcloud people oh for real um so give your plugs one more time for uh so the, we're, on
1: the, we're on bonus time we're on
0: now on. we're on itunes soundcloud I'm going
1: overtime all right um I was gonna say again. Follow me on Mark the Shark nine twenty seven. That's Mark with a K, and you can find that that's on all forms of social media. And um, like you know, I, I meant what I had said when I meant that too. I think because I posted that on Facebook once. I was, just, I was like, it was just one of those. It was one of those times we just having a really great night at Show Up Go Up, and we're all in a good mood. I literally just tweeted. I was, I just one of I said comedy is family, and then I kept, and then I made that to a hashtag, and more and more people started using it, and I and I kind of liked that. I was like, oh, you know, what I mean, just. Because at the end of the day, you know, all we kind of got is each other out here.
0: You know. We, oh yeah, I mean, you think, even, and it doesn't matter what your financial background is. Uh, if you're Kenny Lyon and fucking basically living on the streets, or you're you live in a nice place, I live in a nice place. You know, it's still all, a jungle.
1: Yeah, we're all we're all like, like, like I've had some people give me because if we're gonna, we're gonna get into this, yes, I do come from a, a nicer background. Well, no,
0: and, I mean, I'm just saying, you yeah. live and uh, you don't have to worry about uh, a lot of yeah, you know, it's like you mm, know, mm, taking the bus to get to fucking uh yeah. downtown and sleep in a shelter like but
1: some people you know some people still give me shit just for that and i'm like how does that affect you
0: and second of all, they're just jealous
1: well second of all it's like money doesn't buy funny
0: like <laughs> no just you know they're bitter people you know why did earl get roast battle well, maybe because I'm better at it yeah, than you. Yeah, because Earl... Try that, cause Jack. Because Earl, Earl was half the show. <laughs> why you know? is Earl's podcast... Because it's know, a good podcast. He's, why is he in the top 15 on iTunes? Well, maybe because I have it every week. It's 207 episodes in. You know, I just don't jack my own uh, ego off. You know, I have people that I don't necessarily know on it. Uh, you know, stop complaining about my life and live yours, bitch. Fuck I don't even it. know who I'm talking about. <laughs> actually I do, but it's all good. So Mark Stevens, become a fan of his. He's a good dude. I mean, he really is one of the sweetest dudes in LA comedy. Uh, so help him out. If my New York brethren, you know, uh, if you, you know who you are, Zach Amico Feeney. Uh,
1: I'll be there the week of April 24th. Is when I'm basing
0: my next run. I'm going to start booking
1: stuff hit, reach, reach out the feelers. Just see what I, what I can do out there just as much as I can. Cause it's, it's a great scene. And I've loved everybody I've met in that entire yeah, like
0: New York's the best. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, no, a couple people like Zach McGovern who's out there, great guy. Pauline Murphy, sweet girl. Like all the people, like Luis Gomez who and Eli um, Sayers. You know, great all dudes. The, all the great guys.
0: Eli and I bonded over not you know when you tell people you bond over wrestling they think you mean like Hulk Hogan and uh, you know all that shit. Me and Eli bonded over like fucking Abdullah the Butcher and you know uh, deep deep cuts in the the world of Southern pro wrestling. So Eli Sarah's good dude. Uh, everyone's a good dude and 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 uh, women in uh, New York. Don't want to leave out our very.
1: Jeff McBride, all those other people. There's some
0: just- great, great women in the New York scene, and uh, New York's a great place. You'd think LA and New York would have like a beef. We all love each other. Oh,
1: yeah. That whole thing was just all good. That I'm so glad that whole thing, because that just brought us all closer together.
0: Yeah, I mean, every, we're all in the same. All of us are unknown, so... Uh, you know, that's the way it is. All right, guys, I got to go to the Comedy Store. First, I got to walk Lois for a second. Inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for getting us into the top 20 on iTunes comedy every week. It helps the numbers because people who don't do iTunes then go to SoundCloud and listen to it from there. And uh, Tuesday, we'll have Steve and Azizzi on from the League and uh, my Roast Battle Season 1 uh, cohort. And... Uh, you know we'll get into that, and then uh, Sam Tripoli, I think, is uh, filming or not filming, but uh, recording the comedy album on my street at the Viper Room. I think. Uh, oh, so going to that March twenty fifth. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be at that. That's gonna be sick. Sam's a good dude. I've known him forever. So uh, inappropriate, Earl. Uh, thanks for the listens. I do it for you. I don't make any money on this podcast, but I uh, had a few advertising inquiries. So that's what happens when you guys leave a review. You guys help me. I get little money to promote and do whatever and uh, you know we all help each other help me help you skank fest New York Jay Okerson, Louis J Gomez uh, naked roast I don't know who's roasting but uh, I'm getting in tip-top shape and uh, for the male comics who are doing naked roast why don't you fucking groom you some of you slobs last year were unbelievable you know if you got a small dick trim your pubic hair so it looks bigger I mean this is come on man And uh, I'll be there, New York, and uh, you know, you might see me in other places over the summer. I can't divulge where, never say never, for a few things in the comedy world. That is all.